Well, I've, bro, there's a lot of these guys, like, there's a lot of Christian guys who say they, like, respect Islam a lot mm-hmm. and they know a lot about Islam, but I'm always in the back of my mind, I was like, why the fuck, why don't you just convert them, bro? Just Well, because, I mean, that's a big shift. I mean, like, they have families, true. this and that, and their background, where they come from. I mean, like, they respect it. I mean, as in, like, I respect my Christian brother, and too. It's not like, I mean, I'm expecting them to convert. Yeah, bro, anything, it's like... Know? It's like uh, that thing that Imamali says, like, people are two in this world. Either you're equal in faith or you're brother in humanity. So, bro, you just got to be a caring person. And, yeah, man, like, one way or another. People. Bro, but, so, like, those black guys in St. Louis, they were really cool. They were reading Namaz with us. So, in there's a lot of homeless people that are around masjids. Mm. And, like, the homeless mm. people at the masjids kind of know what's up like they kind of heard like some names they kind of know like oh Allah 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 Akbar, all this kind of stuff so this uh one time we went to Houston this is back in the day we went uh, it was my family and Amir's family and like a couple other families we went and have you been to that uh restaurant called Bijan Bijan in Houston it's off Hillcroft kind of Bijan no 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 you know the only recent restaurant that I've eaten that's from Houston Michael Achi. Oh shit, Michael Achi's. Bro, good. yeah, I hit that recently. So, Bijan. Oh, yeah, what's this Bijan restaurant? It's a uh, Iran. It's like a Persian restaurant, but it's right by uh, IEC, which is the masjid uh, out there. So it's kind of by like Hillcroft downtown area. So there was a uh, there was this homeless guy, this black dude, and he comes up to my dad, and he goes, "Yo, are you Shia?" And my dad goes, "Yes, yeah, yeah." He got really excited. He goes, "Hey, brother, I'm trying to go to Najaf, man. Can you help me out?" And my dad was so fucking impressed. Like, oh, my God, he's trying to go to Najib's yard. He gave him, like, 100 bucks. And my mom looks at him. She's like, what the hell are you doing? Like, why would you do that shit? He goes, I mean, he's Najib's yard. Like, he's going to Najib's. But, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, bro, if this nigga is homeless, yeah, how the fuck is he going to go to Najib's? How, but, like, exactly. But that's crazy. Like, they pick up on shit and they but learn they that do, kind of do. stuff. And he's like, oh, Najib, boom. Shit, people go to Najib's. This guy will give me 100 bucks. But. Hey, I don't know what was in that guy's heart, man, but that shit was funny. That's kind of insane, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but then again, one trip to Najaf, it's really eye-opening, too. Oh, my God, if he would, if, man, if that guy actually went to Najaf, he would be like, wow. He would just, he would be like, bro, I'm I'm in the wrong spot. He would just, bro, if I could, bro, I would literally just buy a one-way ticket and just live in Najaf. Yeah, you got any uh, stories from Najaf? Oh, bro, man. Have you been to Ziarat yet? I have been to Ziarat. Yeah, man. I did both. Uh, we did Najaf, Karbala. We went up to what, Samra. We did... Uh, Bro, so when we went to last Ka- Kazma, year... Kazmain, and then we did... Uh, dude, we did Iran, too. So I've done Mashad and uh, Qum. Oh, Mashallah, man. Yeah, you did all yeah. of them. So We've like, done all of them. We so tried to knock every, them out, you know? Every place you go to, you have a different feeling, right? So how 100%. did you how did you feel in Karbala? Dude, Kerbala was something else, uh, if anything, because, dude, you see both the harams over there, you know, you see yeah. Mawasans, you see uh, Mullah Abbas's, you know, you visited Mullah Abbas's first, uh, you check that out, and then, dude, it's just, you're sitting there, and you can spend hours inside, oh you know, you're in, you know, like, time doesn't pass, like, time passes, you know, but you're, you're in peace, you know what I mean? Bro, so the, so in 2017, we tried to go, and I'm sure, like, well, everybody who listened to this, most people know what happened. So in 2017, we had an issue with our visas. And so when we went to... So basically, we what we had was a manifest. We had like a flight manifest. And we had a piece of paper with our names on it saying that these people will get visas once they come into Iraq. 
And so if you've ever worked in an airline or you know anybody that works in the airline, that's fucking you can't travel there because you need to have a visa. Because if true. you get if you go to a country and say you flew Qatar or you flew Emirates or you flew Lufthansa or whatever, mm. one of these American even you fly one of these airliners and you get to that country and the people can't enter the country, they'll send you back and that's a visa violation. Like I think a visa violation is like a couple thousand dollars for an airline. So they really don't want to ha- send you there without a visa. Yeah, and, and, and then it's a seat, you know, they got to yeah, send you back, just, you know. They wasted a ticket, yeah. So we had a manifest that said that we were allowed to go and we would get the visa there. So the first day we showed up, uh, we couldn't fly that day. We were supposed to fly. So we waited a couple other days. And we left two days later. And we flew from here to the first time we flew. Where were you in Jordan? No, we flew Qatar the first time. So it was oh. here Doha. to Doha, Doha to uh, Baghdad. And it was supposed to be Baghdad then to uh, Karbala after that, tra- uh, traveling by train or car or whatever, taxi. So we get there. And the whole time, we're, like, so excited. We're, like, bro, it is what it is, man. You know, we're about to we're about to be there. We're about to see our imam. We're hype. The people I was with, uh, they had already been every single year. And so they were just telling me stories, mm-hmm. like, bro, you made it this far, man. You're not going to, you know, miss it. You made it this far. You made it this far. And so we get there, and we get inside Baghdad. Have you ever been to Baghdad Airport? It's a yes. Terrible fucking yes. airport. No, no. So no, no, no. Actually, not Baghdad Airport. I've heard so many stories from Baghdad Airport, though. But like I heard, serious, uh, like security is the worst, dude. I flew out of Najaf. Actually, that's where we flew into it as well. Um, actually, I have a story with, uh, dude. I brought back a uh, Zulfikar. What? A uh, actual Zulfikar. I brought it back from Najaf, and dude, we had to fly to Iran. They said I couldn't fly that thing out. He took it out at the airport, out of my bag. And he was like, what is this? And then and then he clearly saw, you know, it says like, yeah, yeah. It's a decorative. You should do it. It's a decorative. I have had, now I have it hanging in my living room. Mashallah. So yeah, dude, I brought it back. So they weren't going to let you take it? Because they, they gonna, thought it was a weapon, right? Yeah, that's what everybody said. Even like the whole Kafla was like, oh, bro, you messed up. You know, you should probably return. Where'd you go There's with? There's no returning. What Kafla did you go with? Dude, we went with uh, Milana Big. His his car. It's like Caravan seventy two or something. Doggo for Arbaeen or Yeah, no no, we went in the springtime last year, twenty eighteen. Oh, okay, like the off season kinda yeah, where it's a little yeah. bit less rush and it's Exactly. Chill. So it's a little chill. It's like a Noro season actually. Oh, so you got to do all your zones. Yeah, yeah. So we hit Noro's in Iran. Oh damn, that must have been lit as shit. Yeah, dude, like Iranian everything people... was set up and everything, dude. It was beautiful. Oh, so you 100%. did uh, Noro's and Mushad? We did Noro's and Mushad. Oh damn, bro. But yeah. So So we, yeah, back to Baghdad Airport to Baghdad and Baghdad is kind of like it gives you the vibes of 1400 years ago it's like hot it's like sandy it's a desert there's like checkpoints to get into the airport there's three checkpoints to get out of the airport it's kind of like a Kedhana. it's kind of like mm, a jail right and so we land and first thing you have to do is you have to clear customs you have to clear immigration so there's three there's three uh, oh, shoot. checkpoints. Because yeah. they check your bags first. Dude, that's what worried me, dude. Because they open my bag up right at the door before you even get to the gate or uh, wherever they check your bags in because they open up your bags first. Yeah. Dude, it's like a, there's two levels of security. It's like you take it off the, the bus 
you can go through bag security they check it make sure you're not taking like any bombs or anything i guess any weapons uh the yeah security, they right? check your bags so yeah we... they check your bags first it's not like america you know where you can take them in they and check you your can... bags first before you, you enter the, the before you enter the airport yeah, they yeah. check your bags because they have a big scanner they have outside a big scanner outside the airport you have to run your carry-on baggage yeah because they're they're and so then secure. and then you hit the gate counter it's totally different so so what happened is there's three checkpoints there's one for Iraqi citizens, non-Iraqi citizens, and uh, there's two things for Iraqi citizens, one for non-Iraqi citizens. So we walked up, and the guys, they're the passport checkers. They basically have to make sure that you have your little, uh, that you have your visa stamp. And so I went, and like we all were together, and he's like, visa la mojud. That means you don't have a visa. Visa la mojud, deport. First thing he said, it was like, deport, deport, deport. And we're like, whoa, 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 no, no, what the fuck, deport? No, 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 no. And so what we did was uh, one of the guys we were traveling with had our paper with our names on it. But the thing is, they don't speak really good English, and we didn't speak Arabic at all like that good. So we went up there, and we showed them like, yo, this is our names. This is what's going to happen. And they were like, no, deport, deport, deport. They were like, get the fuck out and deport. Oh, shoot, because so, you didn't have your visa. We they didn't were have tripping. a visa. We didn't have wow, a visa. Wow, wow. You weren't even supposed to be there, technically. So, so, wait, can you, were you, you were trying to get your visa in Iraq. Visa on arrival. We were, wow. that, basically that paper. Is that, that normal? Is that a thing that happens? So, what we found out now is that only happens in Najaf. And that uh, happened for a very select so amount of So if you were time. to go to Najaf, see, I remember because the moment we landed in Najaf, there's like this little, dude, everybody's working in house clothes. You don't know who the hell who exactly, is. And dude, it's bro. it's kind of messed up, dude. Because dude, it's like, I don't trust a guy. And first of all, they said bring $10 per person at the airport just for the taxi. Okay, so that's like $10. Ten dollars. Right. Yeah. Dollars. US American dollars. dollars. Okay, yeah. so that's the first red flag. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, okay, it is what it is. We're the only ones at the airport. We're literally there's one other person who's at the airport with us. They're Iraqi, so we don't speak there. Exactly. You know? And we're trying to communicate, oh, we're from US, we're from with this caravan. We just landed. I need a taxi that our people, we need to get in contact. Right. They're trying to they just took my US passport. My God, that's the thing. He just took my passport and he went in his office. Now he's calling like everybody. I don't know what he's doing, dude. I was legit scared for like a minute. I'm yeah, like, bro. Once no, bro. they take the passport, it's like once they fuck. take the passport, it's like what if they don't come back with it, dude? Ex How am I supposed to get home? That's my one ticket. Exactly, you know? bro. Because think about it. Once you have in a foreign country, once they take your passport, that's all you have. You know what I mean? So when they said deport, deport, deport. They took us back, and they were trying to put us on the same flight turning back around. And we're like, what the fuck? No, 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 no. So we, uh, the guy that we were with called up a lawyer. He called up some people that were supposed to do some work mm. for us. And he had them speak to the, the security guards. And so what the security guards were saying, we're like, okay, fine, fine, fine. So what they did is they put us in like a little jail cell. And basically what it was, it was like at the end of the terminal. And it was a random ass just sitting area that wow. they had that no one was using. And they put us in there, and in there it was us and all these other Bengali people that were getting deported from Iraq. Because what those Bengali people do is they come to Iraq and they work for a little bit, mm. but they're all illegal, and they send money back to Bangladesh. And so they were deporting all those people. And, bro, the first night in jail, we were, like, fucked up. We were, like, cr like there were people crying. 
we were like reading Zarate Ashura, we were reading Namaz, we were just like, what the fuck, like, we made it all this way out here, we, Dude, and, then we and got you're stuck. sitting in a Iraqi prison? Bro, we are sitting in a prison in the Baghdad airport, and so, it once, and you also notice that the airport in Baghdad, oh there's no tourism in Iraq except the, the military Harams base? No, no, there's no tourism. Like, you know how, like, they have, like, Iraqi tourist yeah, yeah. brochures and shit? All the tourism there is just the Zari and, like, the Ziyarat. So Zara. all people, most of the people coming into Iraq are only coming to do Ziyarat. Either they're military or they're coming in to do Ziyarat. Exactly. That's literally the, like, and so, like, we had pictures of, like, all around us, there's a picture of the Haram of Imam Hussein. There's a picture of Mullah Abbas. There's Kazman. There's Balad. There's Hilla. Yeah, there's so you, you, you've seen everything. So we basically had to do our ziyad like that. And, like, yeah. the first day, it was tough. And, bro, like, you're in fucking jail. You're just doing dua. You're like, bro, I made it all the way out here this fucking far. Like, my mom, obviously, like, I thought I had Bulava. Like, I was here. Like, come on. Like, let's, mm-hmm. you know. And so after that, every day, one of our guys was in contact with like a lawyer or he was in contact with someone who could get our visas done or he was in contact with somebody. And so every day we kept getting false hope. Every day they would be like, oh, you'll be out in two hours. Oh, you'll be out in three hours. Oh, you'll be out tomorrow. Oh, you'll be out in four days. Bro, we didn't get to eat or get water till the third day. The third day is where we finally got to go out and we got to eat a little bit. Like, there's some shitty-ass, like, sandwich spots and, like... Oh, Pizza Pizza. No, no, Pizza Pizza is actually in Iraq. This is just at the airport. There's, like, some little sandwich shops and, like, little juices and stuff like that. We got to use the bathroom and What did you think of the food? Bro, Iraqi food is... uh, it's, It's... It's... it's not good, but it's yeah. not bad either. It's like it's like it's like much burika kind of like you have. To Yo, eat so can I tell you something? Yeah, you go to Iran. No, oh. I haven't been to Iran yet. Oh, that's the one thing. Food is on point. Oh, I bet, bro. Oh, hundred percent. Like the kebabs we were getting. My God, like I didn't realize they were lamb. That's the one thing. Everything I ate in Iraq, like there's no beef in Iraq. I don't know what's going on. It's all lamb. Yeah, they eat a sh- I think it's camel meat, bro, honestly. They Dude, I don't know what that is, but there's a smell to it. So every single time I ate that meat... It felt weird. I felt weird. But the moment you go to Iran, like, they know how to cook food. Yeah, they they they, they got that gourmet over there. That's why you never see any Iraqi restaurants. You may see a couple, like, confectionaries, but you're going to see Irani, like, Persian restaurants, you know? Bro, because that's where that Mediterranean food is. The you know? food, I will say one day... No, we night ate, and day. We Honey. ate food in the harem at like in Mamo Sen's harem. There's like a upstairs like restaurant. We went there. That food was on point. That shit was. There's a restaurant up there. There is a restaurant. There's a museum. We didn't see any of this shit. Wow. That was 2018 when we went last year, but yeah. like two years ago. So the third day, we finally get like you know food and we get water and we're like we're still sad and we're crying and like we're pretty upset. And, like, the thing is, all the people in the airport, the majority of people that were watching us were Shia. So they kind of understood why we were like this and, like, why this happened. And so one of our, like, every guy, every, like, security guard that would watch us, he was like, oh, I am Khadim of Imam Musa. And he would show us his own pictures of Ziyarat and shit. And we're like, fuck, like, you got to do something for us. You got to pray for us. All they did was they just added us on Facebook and Snapchat and shit. And so. Are you friends with him now? Yeah, I have one of them on Facebook. And like, oh, thanks. The next yeah. time. And so then we just kept hearing shit. Like we kept, and so we had this guy that said he was like a big shot in the Iraqi uh, 
politics. He was some sort of like politician or like a big shot guy. And what he said was he was going to get us out. Mm. And so we were calling. We weren't dealing with this guy. We were dealing with his representative, and his representative was some Desi Mulana. So we were dealing with that guy to get to the other guy. And so basically that guy, what he said was, oh, he'll get you guys out. He's a big politician. You know, please thank him, all this kind of stuff. Like basically like suck his dick a little bit, like make him feel good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were like, okay, thank you so much. You know, please help us. Butter him up a little. Yeah, yeah, help us out, you know, all this kind of shit. And so there's one guy that came in. This is like the fifth or the sixth day. He comes in, and he has like a mustache. He looks like a fucking Super Mario. Like he's a short guy. He has a mustache. Like wearing normal clothes, so you don't know if he's just a fucking yeah, random yeah. guy there or is he exactly. You don't know runs, if they work. They they don't have badges. They got or if none. He runs the whole shit. That exactly. So he, he could be the top, but you don't know the way. He's so dressed. he walks in, and he's like, "I can't help you." And we're like, what? He goes, get deported. He's like, I can't. And we're like freaking out. We're like, bro, talk to our guy. Mm. The guy's like not picking up the phone. He's freaking out. Freaking out. We're talking to the Pakistani guy, the Pakistani guy who's our connect to meet the actual Iraqi guy. Was like, uh, actually, he does not uh, want to talk to you guys right now. He's actually feeling very embarrassed that he could not help you guys. I was like, embarrassed? How the fuck do you think I feel like I'm getting deported from a fucking third world country? Like, who, get, who gets deported from Iraq? Yeah, No right? one gets deported. People bro, get bro, deported bro. to Iraq. No one gets deported from Iraq. Exactly. I mean, like, U.S. sent you out. Yeah, exactly. Like, no problem. Like, who the fuck is going to be like, hey, you live in Guatemala, you're getting deported to America? Even like, U.S. Like, yes, probably please. was like, bro, you don't have the visas, but it's a third world country. You'll probably yeah, get in. And so, nah, bro. They send you back. And so we're freaking out. So they have our tickets written, and we're calling, like, we're calling everybody. At this point, we're calling the U.S. Embassy, bro. We're like, we had this guy from uh, one of our Kafla people. He couldn't even he couldn't even speak English. He tried to help us out a lot. And the US embassy was calling him. He didn't know what the fuck was going on. He's like, hello, how are you doing? Like he didn't he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. So they deported us on the plane and we're flying Qatar and we fly to Doha. And so that on that plane there, the airline pilot is basically like, look you guys, you know, you've been through so much shit. What I will do is I will try like this is the one thing we kept hearing. This phrase. I've never heard this phrase so much afterwards. I will try my level best. I will try my level best. I will try my level best to help you. Level level best? Yes, I will try my level best to help you. It's like some Indian guy, bitch. All right, he, he, he couldn't do shit. All he did was he gave us like extra blankets and like seat rooms uh-huh. and buy ourselves or whatever. And so at this point, we're pretty fucking upset. We're dejected. So, But you're out of the jail. We're out of jail, alhamdulillah. So wait, where did they deport you to? You're we still went in to, Iran? We went to Doha. We went to Qatar. No, no, no. But wait, the fourth day, they straight, they took you to... So we were in the airport. So we were in jail. So the fourth day we got out and we could walk around and we could... Uh, so basically where the jail was in the terminal, it was right next to the main terminal they have upstairs. So we would see all these Irene. We would see all these Irani people. We would see all these Mulanas. We would see like... There was times when we were randomly running up to Mulanas and asking them to help us and they couldn't speak English or they mm. couldn't help us and all this kind of shit. So we would see like all these Irani pilgrims going to Ziarat and stuff. And so right next to the jail was like this uh, place where you could read namaz and stuff like this. Azahana. 
So we would sometimes sleep in the there, do namaz, eat food, you know, kind of like lift our spirits up, walk around, kind of. There's like a smoking area. You can go smoke a cigarette and stuff. But basically, we could yeah, only go on the got top floor of the of the terminal. And so, bro, the the fucking bathrooms. Oh, the so WC. Bad, you got access bro. to those. Yeah, bro. The bro, the, the hole in the. No, no, they had Western toilets. They had Western it was just, toilets. It was just dirty, man. Like there was like they were. It was dirty, and then they were cleaning the. The same filth on the same shit. So basically, you take that same gun up on it, you just throw Bro, it back on it. And that's the thing, to be honest with you. Like, Daisy is... I'm not throwing shade. I am throwing shade, though. Like, we, we act like we're so clean, but our bathrooms are the dirtiest, you know? Oh, what my mean? God. That's bro. the thing. Have you, you ever to been any, to, like, Bandukhan? Yeah, bathroom? any Daisy bathroom. Like shit. Jesus Christ. He like, broke Aga juice, man. Yeah, dude, I went to Michael Achi, dude. And oh I'm not God. shitting on, like, the, the restaurant itself is beautiful. I went to the bathroom, though. It smells like piss. Bro, that's the thing. Like, a Daisy restaurant will have the shittiest service. It'll have the worst bathroom, mm. but people still go there because like, y'all be like, That's nah, true. man, nah, man. People, yeah, people, and the people don't have the choice, you know? And the people, it's like four restaurants. And they know, like, the people who run the restaurants know that they're the shit. Yeah. Like, Bandu Khan, that guy doesn't give a fuck. Like, bro, bro Aslam Biryani, that guy people's was yelling wait an hour. Bro, he was yelling at people like, Like, he was telling people to leave, and people still come up. It's like, Like, people were fucking stupid, but... Yeah, people gonna eat, you know. Yeah. He knows. He knows that he has his clientele. He doesn't care if like one person, you know. He doesn't give a shit. But yeah, and then after that, bro, we uh, so we got deported back. I think this is like a week. We spent like the first couple of days of Muharram being deported, and I think I don't even remember where we did Ashura at. I think we did Ashura in Qatar. But like, anyways, so we got. Wow, it took that long. Yeah, because this is a whole two, three weeks kind of process, man. So Wait, how long did it take for you to get back? So, we went to Doha like the seventh or eighth day. And we were staying with this guy who was friends with some guy that uh, was in our kafla. He was trying to help us out, do our work. So, what he said that we could do is we would go from Doha... We would go to the Iraqi embassy in Doha or the Iraqi consulate and try to get back into Iraq that way. But at that point, it was like 7th, 8th, like 7th or 8th Muharram. And so we came back. So we did that. We went there one. We did two. We did two days in Doha at uh, the Imam Barga over there, the beautiful Imam Barga. And bro, one of our guys got fucking sick, man. He got he got sick so bad, like he was throwing up, he was dehydrated, he was peeing out of his asshole, like it was bad. And so we took him to the hospital, and bro, like the hospitals in Qatar are different because they have two different levels. They have a level for like Qatari people, mm. and they have a level for non-citizens. And basically, we had to go like the nicer oh, part yes, of the yes. hotel is the, I mean, the hotel, the hospitals on the top. And the shittier part is on the bottom. So we went in the shitty part where it was just us. And, bro, there were, like, these Bengali guys working. One guy didn't have a foot. His fucking leg fell off. and he What was just, the heck? Yeah, because they work in, like, construction and shit. So there was guys without legs and, like, arms and wow. shit. And so people being, like, electrocuted and that kind of stuff. And so we get there, and our friend is just fucking dying. He's just, like, she's dying. And he's, like... And like oh, the nurses, you, you all had to go to the hospital, right? Yeah, bro, because he had to. He had to have an IV. He had to have a drip. He wow, have I something. remember this. And so he went. Uh, we went to fucking. The, Were you all the like hospital. malnourished? 
No, you like, didn't get food. We ate, bro. But the thing is, he was just so dehydrated because he didn't eat. He was, bro. Think about it. He was dehydrated. He didn't eat. He was stressed. He was jet lagged. Like it was like mm. a perfect storm of all the bad shit right, that could have right. happened. And so what happened was he was just like shitting. He was just constantly like shitting out his butt, shitting, shitting, shitting. Mm. And like one of the nurses, she was like an Indian nurse, and I don't know what the fuck was wrong with this bitch, but she was just like laughing. And like I don't know, I think I was just so mad. I was like, "What the fuck? What are you laughing at? He's dying, bro. He's." Di-. I literally said, "I was like, he's dying, bro. Like, help him." And so finally, they took him in and they gave him like an IV drip and they gave him medicine and they gave him all this kind of shit. And they let him spend one night in the hospital. So after that, me and uh, he was staying in the hospital. So me and my other friend, we went out try to explore Doha a little bit. We went to McDonald's. We got like chicken nuggets and wow. food and shit like that. And so when we're coming back, we're like literally like four in the morning. We're watching Tom and Jerry just eating chicken nuggets. We're thinking like, what the fuck is our life, bro? Like we're just one of our friends is almost dead. We're in a fucking foreign ass country eating chicken nuggets, watching Tom and Jerry. But hey, we're still alive. You know, we're still in this. And so we get back and the guy that we were with, his name is Munir Uncle. He's a really good guy. He lives in Doha. He's a really good guy, Munir Uncle. And so Munir Uncle was telling us that... Uh, okay, after this, you have to pay for the treatment. We're like, okay, cool, that's fine, we'll pay. And at first, we were freaking out because we're thinking this American system. We're like, fuck, it's going to be like a thousand something dollars. going to be a shit ton of money. And it turned out like we went to the pharmacy. So he got an IV drip, mm. emergency room stay. He stayed overnight and he had medication. Guess how much it cost? I mean, here it would cost a few grand over there, maybe. 200 bucks 15 us dollars cost fucking 15 dollars you're shitting me right now it cost 15 dollars overnight stay to get all that shit brother and, and brother we, next time you go for ziara you know where to uh bro that's what we thought me and our friend were so happy we're like bro check us out too you know there's something we, we can get all this shit taken care of you know what i mean and like the guy we were with when your uncle was getting pissed he was like wait this is a cutter yeah, this got there. $15. $15. Wow. And the thing is, we were getting... Wow. And we were like, we were so happy. I'm like, she's the best of the day. I'm like, yeah, take our money. And like, yeah, go for it. 15. Like, we were like, No, bro. dude, and that's the thing. Like, one thing I would be really scared of, getting sick in a any country. Yeah. Dude, if you owe them medical expenses, it's probably going to be expensive. If it's they probably like won't. The US. Bro, they dude, won't let they, you leave. Uh, ER charges you like four grand at least just for an overnight stay. Bro, and so, so all that happened. And so we found $15. $15. Wow. And then the guy we were with, Munir, he's a really good guy. He was pissed. He goes, yeah, it used to be free. I don't know why they're making you pay for all this. Stuff. I'm like, bro, relax. Chill, chill. <laughs> like, chill. Don't make it hot. Don't make it hot. Don't make oh, them like, be like, oh, shit. Actually, it's $1,500. Yeah. When I looked at the bill, they put in U.S. dollars. I was like, in my mind, I was like, are these missing some zeros? Wow. Or the fuck, $15? And so after that, that was 7th Moharam. And so after that, we just decided like it was too much and we just went home. So they, because they had given us a ticket from here to uh, Doha and then Doha back to America. And so we came back to America and everybody was just fucking, because all the people in the community kind of knew what was happening in our situation. Like our parents are calling us on the phone. They're like, what the fuck is happening? The guy who actually was supposed to book our tickets was freaking out because he like sent us out there and he was freaking out and like everyone's parents. It was like a whole ordeal. Yeah. Everyone's parents are mad. It was a big, big ass ordeal. 
Yeah, you all posted so on we, like uh, Facebook or something, right? So we came back on. No, I didn't post anything on like Nothing? I had posted on Facebook that I was happy to go to Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you posted concert. that you landed, and everybody was like, what? "Yeah," and then yeah, twenty seventeen. Yeah, and then I deleted all that shit. But then after that happened, uh, we came back, and it was like eighth. Ninth, tenth Moharam we did here in Dallas, and it was really good, Alhamdulillah. And after that, you know, we were just like for a year, we were just kind of everybody was just kind of new about that. We were just defected and like dejected. But then that made the next year, like last year, 2018, when we actually got oh, yeah. to go. 2018. When we went and we got to see every bro, because all those same people that were in with us, they were still jail, there. They were still there, so they recognized us. They hugged yeah. us. They kissed us. Then we showed them the visa that we had, and they were so happy and shit because they they knew all the work we had been through, man. And then like, bro, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't feel good until I left the Baghdad airport. Once I got outside of the airport. Then I realized, by I like I'm here. I'm you gonna, finally I'm made gonna, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, see it's mom. never good because like you're still in transit, you know. Yeah, and it's like, bro, I'm gonna. And then and then, especially with past experience. You yeah, know? man. Like we were just fucking. Cause, bro, think about it. Like that's kind of like an embarrassing thing to happen to you that you fucking got deported. But it also taught me a lot. It's literally like, yeah. Bulawa. Like I used to think, like, okay, cool. If you take care of everything. And you get every uh, all the T's crossed and dotted and all this shit. And you mm. make your knee up, then yeah, you're gonna go, bro. Blawa is a big thing, it man. Really is. Like sometimes you could literally be almost there, mm. and you don't get it. And you could think that maybe it was my time this year. You know, and timing is also a big thing too. Timing is a big thing. Yeah, uh, Allah year. has it for you. You know, I mean, everything's gonna happen. Everything happens. Like last year, Alhamdulillah, I was able to go for the first time. And like this year, I can't go because I have like some other shit going on. But like this year was a little bit better of a situation for it because financially, like I already had all my money set. Mm. I was good. I was like ready to go back. Did they refund you that ticket? No, bro. That's the no, they didn't refund the ticket because we had to. They just used that ticket for our way back. So they just didn't charge us twice. We just used the ticket on the way back. Ah, oh, but isn't the airline's fault not checking your visa? Yeah, see, that's that's what I realized what we should have done. Like, now it's too late. But my mom, my parents were actually pretty upset with me about this. Like, that I didn't try to get a free ticket out of this. Because mm. that, bro, of $1,300, $1,400 is a lot of money. Yeah, right. Like, especially if you're trying to go for one, for like a religious reason. It's a lot of money, bro. Mm. And so that's the one regret I do have about that whole trip is that I didn't, like, write an email to Qatar and have them refund my ticket. Cause hey, man, Qatar, totally uh, if you're listening out there, look, we had a situation. and It's two it years ago now, bro. I know it's two years ago, but, I mean, hey, anybody from Qatar listening, hey, man. Let's get uh, Hank back to uh, Ziarat, man. Yeah, man. Inshallah, I'm going to try to go this year probably like you did, like a little bit in the off season, kind of maybe January, December-ish time. Just because like right now, because I don't think I'll be able to go for Urbain either because Urbain, you have to get all that shit started right now. I think, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. right now, all the people that are going for Ashura are trying to get their stuff yeah, so this is this is of. perfect timing for like Urbain. No, the thing is, I think you have to stay within a month's period. Like, you got to get the visa, and then you got to go within a month. Bro, this is such a good thing. You said I have a bad tattoo. Did you get this one? Yeah, right? I saw, I saw the filter, and then 
I put it on there, and then you see your finger, too. Yeah, damn, that's actually a really good picture that you fucking did. Yeah. Damn, that's class social media. Dude, you up. gotta make it work for you. Remember that. Yeah, social media homes up, man. But yeah, anyway, so like, you, what were, we were talking about some shit about Gianna. I don't remember what we said, but we were talking about something about you have to have Bolawa up, and that's a big deal, like, and the timing needs to be there. Like, you start, you start seeing that shit in other aspects of your life where you're just like, you had everything correct like you had the right situation maybe financially or maybe relationship wise or maybe like you had everything lined up everything was perfect and then for whatever reason it just didn't work through it didn't fall through mm. uh something else happened some plans change you know someone like you might have lost a loved one you might have you know experienced loss or heartbreak or something but that just shows man that like sometimes like not like the money is not in the bank until it's in the bank that's true until you realize the gains, I mean, like, you know, it's not there. Yeah. Bro, somebody actually fucking messaged me. Hey, where can I find your podcast? I'm going to listen to it tonight. I was like, it's not out yet. Oh, dang, really? That's not out wow. yet. Wow. Wow, see? This podcast is popping, Hank. Dude, I'm telling you. It's where it's at. And we're going to be live soon. Dude, we got to cut this first episode again. We're going to uh, do with this one. Bro, the thing and is, then we're going to get it uploaded. Once we get it uploaded, it's going to generate the RSS stream. That's bro, why I when, wanted you to when listen to can, it. When can we have all that shit done by, like, when? To be honest with you, we just finished, or, I mean, we're working on, I don't know if we're wrapping up, but we're working on our episode two. Thing is, for Apple, you need, like, two or three episodes down the pipeline before it starts showing up on Apple Podcasts. Okay. Spotify and Google, everything, I think it'll start rolling out. If we start posting it by today, give it Sunday or Monday. It'll be on there. So, so, you, I, so I was thinking about uh, every weekly, like, uh, Friday schedule. So, do you want to do this tomorrow, too? Just get Moe on here, too? Dude, I'd be down. Like, let's, let's get, get Sasha up. We can get somebody else on here too just because i'm dude we can get a bro on. think about it we up. we fucking i feel like we just did three hours how many hours we didn't do three hours we did three hours we did bro we did two hours 55 minutes we're about to Make hit bro, we're no way we're about to hit no way hours. that was not three hours i've not two been hours. sitting on the it's sofa for three hours. hours bro my back is all sweaty and shit bro two hours 55 minutes man holy fucking shit well, let's knock this five minutes out, bro. But it's like we're not trying to. Make but dude, we don't feel this. This is all natural. It comes to us, bro, you know. It is what it is. We're telling our stories. This is our platform. We get stuff out, thing, you know, bro. You just gotta keep talking, and you just gotta keep li like, bro. This podcast, this three-hour conversation we just had, had so many goddamn twists, twists and, and turns. Dude, where and where do we start up, and where do we, we end? Started on a very truthy bro, beginning, we, and then we, we ended were, so philosophically. You we know? were talking about. Oh, fucking, we uh, went through suicide to like mental health to like like Bulava and Ziara. This is a very important podcast, man. This is the one you're that getting you everything. To. We're covering all of them. We talked about like uh, relationship advice. This is the podcast you listen to. What the fuck? Like, goddamn it, bro. yeah, like, man. Me too, dude. This is the they're blowing up our phones. This dude. is the podcast you listen to that if you were. If man, I, like the thing is, we do this kind of stuff to help people, right? Like I'm not mm -hmm. out here. Like I obviously I I like speaking, I like right, talking, right. but I'm also not out here just talking for my own goddamn health. Like I hope 
like the goal of this podcast, like you were asking what the goal is, what what are we trying to accomplish, bro? And honestly, it's just we just want to be able to touch people. Literally. Yeah, we just want to touch everybody. We just want to get our hands on but We just want to grab them by the pussy. But no, like if whatever I'm saying and whatever Hamza is saying mm. is actually out here and it's affecting people, maybe you'll have them take a chance and do something that they were meant to do or have them go out and do something that, mm. you know, that they didn't think that we could do. Like, bro, we didn't think we could do this podcasting. I've been sweating. Like, my back has been sweating. Like, this is not yeah, bro. easy. It's work. It is work. It is work. And uh, we're here for y'all. It's just work, man. That's, that's what you got to do. You just got to grind and keep putting shit out there. But, yeah, man, for sure, like, we need to definitely get, like, and maybe some ventilation too, because I feel like we yeah, are in dude, like it's a way too hot in here. Dude, like we How put are you in... wearing a long sleeve shirt and pants right now, dog? Don't ask. Don't ask. Hey, you're in a SBA jersey. I'm in a I'm in a vintage retro SBA Shia Basketball Association jersey. You can yeah, find brother. these at Shia I mean, Basketball like, Association. You're right. You're right. Facebook. The latest drip out there. This is bro. This is such uh, like any a, special occasion or anything. It's hot, Hamza, and it's I hot. needed to wear like uh, I wore Something these. Something see through. I wore the uh-huh. I wore the the sweats because I thought maybe you know I would read the well I will read the Maz after this yeah but like I thought maybe we would uh read the Maz first and then get into this and gotcha. then also you don't know when you're gonna run into somebody because like yeah, shorts shorts are good they're versatile like I would always pick yeah. shorts over pants but sometimes bro these motherfuckers are comfortable man these that's damn true. sweats that's true these like and I, obviously you know you got a little bit of drip these are like fucking adidas mm. sweats like oh, they're yeah. nice but like i know i know hank's rocking and then it. and then on top of this i gotta i'm throwing doing like you know how they do those throwback jerseys where they do like the looney tunes like from mm. space jam mm. like so i'm throwing or the fresh prince of bel-air like bel-air prep carlton banks jersey i got a fucking vintage 2013 i think 2012 2013 honey's the uh Number 26 jersey. Number 26, uh, there's a number on it. Yeah, number 26. Oh, wow, there we go. Number 26, Honey Zeddy. Number 26, 26 year. It's going to be a big year. It's going to be a big year, man. There's a lot of of stuff coming, a lot of stuff in the pipeline, a lot of stuff in the works, man. But this jersey, this was from the first SBA tournament. OG. Were you at the first one? Nah, bro. I've never actually been to SBA. You've never been to SBA? Bro, dude, it's dude, so much fun. I've always man. heard stories. I know people have done it. I've never known like, when it happened. There's fights. There's always... Bro, there's on Facebook, man. You get on Facebook? It used to be. I think it's... Bro, what happened was the... There used to be... This is what actually happened. There was like a youth group page that we had. It was like the Ali 313 or the Association mm. of Learning in Islam. Or it was, it was some sort of... We had some sort of like Shia page for the guys and girls in Dallas. And like, there were some people that were beyond it a lot. Like we'd always comment and kind of shit. And then I still remember this post. It was like in 2011 or 2012 where Bilal Rizvi was like, I envision uh, us having like a Shia basketball association where all those guys can get together and play basketball together. And then it just took off from there. You know, it became, we got like a sponsorship we got jerseys made. We had like a place. To, the first SBA tournament was at the Irving YMCA, the shitty ass YMCA, and it was hot as fuck. And we had a lot of people turn out. And ever since then, we had mm-hmm. like we had we had that in like 2012, 2013. Then we had another one. Then we stopped. We had one in like 2014 or 2015. Then we stopped. Wow, for it came a couple back from years. the dead. Then we stopped for a couple of years, bro. It's cause like. 
like AZ died. Oh like yeah, Omar that died. happened. He, he organized it, or he was he was in it. He was playing. And he, he was a big he's, integral he's, part. He's a he's a player. Yeah, you know, dude, obviously he died. And bro, it's been fuck. It's been four years since AZ died, man. It's, it's been, been four years. Yeah, he it died wasn't twenty fifteen. It was sixteen. He died twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Twenty fifteen or. 20. He died when I was still with uh, the Chicago girl, so I'm trying to remember when I was with her. I was with her in 2016. I think it was 16. He died. Bro, it was so fucked up. Like, in January, the last time I I saw saw him. No, no, bro, the last time I saw him, there was actually a Shake Zuck Zucky protest. Wow. And it was me, Amir Minhal, uh, uh, Asia... Amar by and the fucking uh, Sahur and Amar Sahur and Minhal rode together they rode to uh, Houston together and that was the last time we saw him alive and we spent a good amount of time with him we were bro I still remember we made fun of fucking MJR we made fun of that guy <laughs> we made fun of uh, MJR and he's a he's a good dude he's just kind of weird and then we hung out with AZ at uh, this spot called, uh, we we met Shaji up there. We met uh, uh, like some of the other Mothmi guys, Samir and JD, and they were all there, and like Imran Bai and all the guys from uh, Houston. Then we met some kids out there. They were like some of the IEC kids, because they were all there for the protest. And then we went to uh, our parents were smart, and they fucking oh Ali Asghar's brother was there, Hamza was there, Hassan mm. Amir's brother was there, but they weren't there. They should have came. It would have been lit. Uh, bro, Sunny Bai's brother was there. Shezabai. I'm uh, not Shezabai, the other brother. And he almost got fucking arrested because he was, cr- like, there was two streets where the protest was happening. You're not supposed to cr- jaywalk. Yeah, you can jaywalk. And he was jaywalking with his phone out and shit. He almost got arrested. Oh, dang. Funny. I DPD so, don't do shit. So we went to, we didn't go to fucking, uh, what's that place called? Uh, what's that really big spot in Houston called that's really nice? Uh, Woodlands? No, it's a fucking... Uh, it's a buffet spot, bro. Oh, the, the Jamila one. Garden or Jamila something? Garden, yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to Jamila... Our parents went to Jamila Garden. Me, Sahur, Amir, Mohi, uh, uh, Shaji, AZ, uh, fucking MJR. I went to uh, this spot called... Uh, Busy Boy. We went to that Busy Boy sandwich spot. Mm. I think it's called Busy Boy or some shit. And Amara got like a Donner or like falafel or some shit. And we were all just got you, got you. And then yeah, bro. After that, I think like not even a week and a half later, he was gone, man. Just fucking died, man. Wow. Az, he got hit by a like he was driving a car, and his car. Got a pole fall on it, like a pole fell on his. What the fuck? Stop calling me right now. God damn, I've been talking on this motherfucker for three hours now. Everyone's trying to hit us up. Like right now, who are we getting on the podcast? I don't know. It's just fucking. It's just. It's just some stupid shit. But yeah, let's. Uh, okay, so. So, anyways, yeah. So Az died. His car got hit by a fucking uh, pole that a drunk driver hit. I think it was off 121, I think. No, DNT. D- oh, fuck DNT. And, man, when he died, it was like, I was. I still remember this exactly. Like, I, wo- I, was in, I was in my bed, and I woke. My mom said, Amar Zedi Kadeth Hogai. 
And in my mind, I was like, who's Amar Zeddy? I was like, oh, fuck, it's AZ. Because there's a couple people in Dallas mm. named Amar Zeddy. Like, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember uh, those people that lived in a Grand Prairie with, like, Naved Bay and, like, Oh, Shedi's, yeah, you're Shedi's, right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They were Shedi's also. family, his name was Amar Zeddy, too. Yeah, I know you're right. The guy who read. Yeah, he's, I think he's, he still goes to Ica and stuff. Mm. I still see him at Ica sometimes. Yeah. Even though I don't... But yeah, I know there are a couple of people with the same name. And so, yeah. No, no, hold that. Because it, it's never like, oh, a realization that, oh, it's our... our and then... Our AZ? What? And then I woke up, and I remember checking the group messages, and everyone's like, dude, Amar died, man. And we're like, what the... F-? Like, I, I had a... I had an Android phone back then, but now I have an iPhone, so I can't go back. Mm. But I'm sure, like, Papa or, like, Shad or, like... Hassan Akbar, one oh, of like yeah. the history. This is before I was even in the group. I got invited. I got added to that group after AZ died. Wow. And so. Dude, so I remember actually, because I've been in there for a while because of fantasy. Dude, and like I met, I actually met AZ because of fantasy. Because like, dude, he was pretty good, you know, and this and that. He's I started a, commissioning. such a good dude, I started man. commissioning the league after he died. Maybe like a year or two when Papa got married. And like Papa got married 2017. But I mean, but I was still in the league since 2013, so I've known this guy for a little bro, bit. Bro, you see that shit? That's a fuck. Oh my god, bro! The way your shadow looked, it looked just like a cat. It looks just like a fucking cat. Like, turn your head back this way. Meow. Okay, yeah. Meow, so meow. You, so you met him through. Yeah, yeah. So I remember, dude. Like we were at Munir's Eddie's place. Zisha. Randy's house. Randy's house. Dude. Randy's we're house. at Randy's house, and we just finished the modulus and. Dude, straight up, I put on a game, and AB is his keeper. And, like, AB's his favorite player, too. Oh, this is back like, when AB's he was... This is back in young AB when he was, like, burning everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, like, 2015. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Ronnie, that, and then uh, 2016, you know. Uh, uh, what's it called? No, but we look at the group chat. We're talking about basketball the day before. Everything's normal, you know? They're all talking basketball, this and that. And then nobody comments in the group for a day. And then... It was like nobody said anything on that Saturday, and the last thing that was said was on like Friday night, and yeah. then and then and then Sunday morning we find out, bro. And then the thing was, AZ would come to our Matam Daris and stuff like he would come out to Carrollton to do Matam and stuff. And that. that's the thing, AZ was the last person to say anything. They were talking, you know, basketball trash like normal. Yeah. Okay. And the thing was, like, we had a Matam Dari that night, that Saturday night. We uh, it was at Sarmad's house. And everyone was there, and after we found out that AZ died, we were just like, fuck, man, what if he would have came to that Matandari? He would mm. be with us. He would be alive. But anyways, that day, I still remember how fucking intense it was because I remember I got a... Uh, that, that, this is fucking stupid, but like that girl that I was with from Chicago, she we had like messaged each other a lot. And she kind of knew, she knew Zohair because mm. they went to Ziara together in 2012. So oh, wow. I, so I was kind of like, oh, one of my friends just died. And she goes, oh, who was it? And she, I go, it was Amaro Zohair by his brother. And she was like, oh, fuck. Like, and I didn't talk to her the rest of the day. I was like, look, I'm gonna, uh, I'll talk to you later. Like, I, mm. I don't want to talk to anybody right now. And she goes, yeah, if you need anything, let me know. You know, I, I'm here for you, all this kind of stuff. I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I, I don't want to hear that shit by then. And then, like, I, I was just in shock. Like, the whole day, I was just kind of, like, even driving. And, like, she would text me throughout the day. And she was saying, hey, you know, I'm here for you. You know, stay strong, you know. But uh, 
you're not gonna feel it right now. You'll feel it once you get to the Mambarga, and you'll feel it once you get there. And so I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, you know. Yeah, I mean, but see, in that moment, it's not about feeling it, dude, because it's not that. I mean, it hits late. It really does. Bro, it's like you're literally shocked. You're dude, just you're like, shocked. You're still fuck. in shock. It's still happening. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, but you're not going to feel it. Because you don't know what the hell is going on. You're yeah. like, oh, fuck, like, my friend, like. Exactly. Th- like, Dude, no, no, because, dude, in this moment, we go to his house, and then, well, we go to moment, and then, what, we go to Kaprislan, that's it? Bro, like. And then it happens so fast. Like, what are you supposed to feel? His... Dude, you're still processing that. There's no time. The thing with Amar Bai, it was like he was like, he was older than us significantly. Like mm-hmm. I think he was twenty nine, and we were like, uh, you guys were teenagers. I was like in my like I was like 20s. sixteen, seventeen, like twenty two. I was like twenty two, twenty three when it happened. And so he was older. He was like a brother that died. And the thing was like, I was not even that tight with mm-hmm. Amar Bai. Like I always said salam to him. I always said what's up with him. I always, like, rode in his car every now and again. But, like, he was just always there, bro. He was at every Matandari. He was at every program. He was at Dar. He was at Ika. He was at Moment. He was just always there. He was just there. And he would be in the front with his dad listening to whatever this is going on, whatever's going on. He was just there. And, like, we were tight with their family because Uzzer Uncle was, like, one of my dad's teachers back in the day in Pakistan. Like, Uzzer, Uzzer Uncle, Uzzer Zeddy's a smart motherfucker, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, a he's a goddamn, like, Ph.D. in, like, computer science and computer engineering. He's a smart dude. And, like, obviously, Zohair Bhai and Rubina Auntie and Rubab Baji, they're all nice, very molai, humble, down-to-earth, very good people, very good family. They're really nice people. They're really caring. They're really understanding. They're really, you know, they're good people. And so when we get to Momin that day, I think the first person I saw was I saw Papa and I just I just hugged him. I just started breaking down, man. I just started crying. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, because the thing is, like, we would hug other people, like some uncles, or we would hug other people we know. But doski bata like mm. when you hug your friend and you know they're going through some shit, I just I fucking I cried, man. I cried so much. Uh I remember when I saw his janaza there, like Hassan Akbar was breaking down, he was fucking crying like a girl, like Hassan Akbar was crying, A was crying, I was crying, Minhal was crying, like I mean like everybody was mm. fucking crying, man, and it was intense, bro, and his dad I remember Azar uncle hugged me and he told me sabr and he told me sabr karo sabr karo and I'm like oh my fucking god like what what kind of sabr do you have bro like what kind of himmat do you have mm. like your jawan beta like your Dude, oldest that's son that's the thing I mean like he has to have that willpower because dude everybody's coming at him so I mean like for us dude it's very close you know what I mean so I mean, like I guess he I got he gauged that you know he got that understanding too. So we're like, dude. I mean, even though we're not as close as they are, yeah. I mean, like friends are like a separate thing. You know what I mean? The friends are the family you get to pick. You don't get to pick your mom. You exactly. don't get to pick your dad. You don't get to pick your brother. You get to pick your friends. And so I saw Azar uncle, and he's telling me suburb. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, I was breaking down like a baby. I was crying. I'm an emotional guy. I cry a lot. 
uh, and then I saw Zohair buy, and then Mike, you can't obviously see the women's side, but I heard Rubina on D, I heard Rabab Baji, and they were just fucking, like, my mom was, cause bro, it's, it's even worse for your parents, mm-hmm. because my parents had seen Amar, and they had seen him grow up, they had seen yeah, him that's as, true. like, a They're little kid. They're all, like, kids, and, you And know? then you come, and then, bro, like, that's your oldest son, man, mm. like, that he's supposed to be the one like the sire for your parents like that's a name but like your oldest son is the one that helps the family do everything and so after that day man we they went to after that they went to the kabrustan and after the kabrustan you know it was just uh fucking like it was a blur man like we were there all night we stayed. I was just, I was so out of it, dude. I was crying. I was, I was just, you know, you just feel exhausted. Yeah, when everyone asks you, like, how did you know him? What happened? How did you know all this kind of stuff happened? Okay. So all this stuff was happening. Here, one second. My dad's texting me. No, no worries. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, we go through so much and so little time. I mean, there's no processing, you know, and then. I mean, it probably hit me maybe a month in, a, a month, month or two in. in. Dude, you know why? Because, dude, it's so fresh early. Maybe even two weeks, maybe. I don't know. I'm just, you know, eyeballing. But, see, it's when, like, that feeling sets where, like, okay, it's a normal thing. It, you're normalizing. We're like, okay, he's gone, you know? It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, now you got to move forward. You know, if anything, you got to remember him in a way, you know? But... I mean, it's just, yeah, I think, it's tough. I, I mean, think like, it was it was so hard for me because he was, like, a guy that I knew. No, definitely. And the thing is, like, pe- when people die, it's the fucked up thing that people do. But when people die, no one expects a young person to die. Everyone always expects, like, an older person to that's, die. That's what I'm saying. Like, when, whenever you heard Amar Zeddy, you're probably like, oh, some uncle or something. Yeah, when an old person dies... It's like it's still sad, but yeah. it's like he's old. He's exactly. lived his life. He's done what he's wanted to do. Like I'm not saying like it's not sad when old mm. people die. Like don't be like, oh, but it's I'm more whole when you see people. a kid die. It's bro. Separate. He was in the fucking prime of his life, Dude, man. He's exactly. 29 years. He's he was 29 years old, and he never got a chance to like. He was just starting his life, man. Like he got his masters done, mashallah say. He was working out. He played basketball. He was he was twenty nine, but he did not act like he was twenty nine. He was young at heart. He was a good dude. He was a macho. Let's say he was a good looking guy. He was tall. He could have gotten married, but for whatever reason, you know, he didn't get married. Or maybe like this is a you know that's the thing of Allah too. It's a muslim. You know, like what if he would have gotten married and he died? You know, his yeah, fucking true. wife would have you know had to deal with that Regret shit. And he had a kid and, or know, some that's shit. Just, that's really messed so, up. You know. So that de- that night when we all got back, and I remember I was so fucking out of it. I was crying, and then the, the Chicago girl kept texting me. She was snapping me. She's like, hey, I want to talk to you. I want to see you. How have you been? You know, you've been through a lot. I was like, yeah, I, I just really don't want to talk to anybody. And she's like, why? And then I sent her, like, a snap of me, and she could tell, like, I, I looked fucked up. Like, I was crying. I was all over the place. I was disheveled. I was just like... I was out of it, dude. And then the next day was Monday, and we all went back to school. And I saw 
me like there were other of my friends at UTA like Usa then Zambia and Monty and those kind of guys they didn't really know AZ mm. so they kind of were just like oh okay cool bro like I'm, I'm sorry for your loss man yeah man all this kind of shit but then when you saw like Minhal or you saw Amir or you saw Sauer we would just hug each Broken. other and start crying you know because it's like it's like, dude, you it's, see each it's other. Tough, it's, it's a bond, you know what I mean? It's like something happens to Amir, dude. Like, what the heck? Dude, everybody knows Amir. Bro, Even I, on this podcast, people I know Amir now, you know? I literally talked about this with Monty. I was like, bro, like, if one of y'all died, I don't know what the fuck I would do, man. Like, yeah. if, one of my, if one of my boys died... Like fuck, man! Like, what would what would what do you do at that point? You're like your friend that you've grown like, especially if it was like a motherfucker that I grew up with. It yeah, was like man. one of these niggas that I known for. Like, if it was you or Ali or Minhal or Daniel or Kumel or Minhal or Ali Asghar or H, mm-hmm. or like anybody, bro, like Saur or Sarma, they're yeah. like Bilal, like any of these fucking guys, man. Like, if I saw them die, that shit would. That shit would hurt me forever, dog. It like, breaks it you, just... dude. It breaks you in a way you don't expect. Like, it, bro, man. some people, every AZ's death hit everybody differently. Mm. But some people, it hit a little bit hard. And Papa was one of those people. It That's hit true. Papa really fucking hard when That's AZ true. died. Because I remember Papa was just weeping, man. Like he was just, like he was blubbering, and he's a much like a big fat motherfucker. Yeah, so he, he was. He was crying, dude. Like, Papa was weeping. Bakker was crying. Shad Nurali was crying, mm. bro. Like, people were... ASAP, you remember Asa? And then, like, uh, rest in peace to their dad, Siraj. He just died uh, a couple of days ago, too, man. Mm. But they were crying. And, like, it brought everybody closer together in dallas all the guys for sure it really did you know it makes you it reminds you of what we have you know because after that the thing was that we did like a majlis at his like he did we did his soya majlis then we did his chalice then we did but like the thing is bro like it's sad to say but eventually time does heal everything and it's kind of like no but timing is everything you know what i mean it, yeah. it takes a while, you know? But the only gum that you relive every year is Rami Hossain or Rami Alibet. That's the only gum that keeps going every single year. Like, bro, like, Amar died 2016. It's been three years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we still love him. We appreciate him. We miss him. But that feeling's not the same, bro. It's not the same. Like, we go for his Barsi Majlis. Like, he's had, mashallah, three Barsi Majlises already now. Like, it's been time. You just got to give time some time, man. Like, when somebody di- Like, I'm sure Rabab Baji and, like, Zohair Bai and Rubinanti and Azar Uncle, I'm sure they're not fine all the way yet. They're not fine yet. But, like, they're okay. You know, you, you can never get back to that normalcy. Cause man, like that's your like, like Hamza, like you're an older brother to a little sister. Like, what man. if you died, bro? Like, what would she feel like, bro? dude? And that's crazy, you know what? I, I mean, like that's what I'm thinking. Cause, dude, you know when she graduates? When? Twenty twenty seven. Wow. So I'm supposed to graduate maybe in like a year. So. Inshallah. So seven years she's gonna be where I'm technically. Oh no no not even close. I'm sorry. 
Because that's graduation from high, high school. High school, yeah. Yeah, so I had another... 2030. 2031. So she's literally 10 wow. years, you know, behind me. So if anything were to happen to me, you know what I mean? Um, my, my goal is, dude, I graduate, I dip, and, like, I have a good job. I can uh, help out, you know. Support. You just want to. Dude, I want to be a family wanna, man, you know. You want to. You want to take care of your parents. I want to take care of my fam. So, if, like, if something happens to me, what they're gonna what, rely on my sister or something? Exactly, like, bro. Dude, that, that's the, that's another ten years. You you're know? the oldest brother. Like, and dude, I'm think. supposed to be there. So, like, if anything happens to me, dude, you gotta think of all this responsibility. Who the fuck is all these people? Oh, Shawnee, buddy. You got added to a group chat or something? No, Shawnee by texted me. Uh, yes, thank you. So, yeah, all these people are texting me. But, yeah, man, like, it's really, I don't know, man. It's just sad when you think about all that shit. Because you think about somebody in the prime of their life who's about to go out and do all this shit it's literally like when you cut down a tree before it's even sprouted bro like he was and the thing is like Allah tests the people with the most iman the hardest so I think there was a reason that Azar uncle and Rabinanti and Rubab and Zoharabai they were all tested with this because that was just the depth of their iman like they were able to handle it cause that bro if you give this to like another person, it would fucking kill them, man. Like your oldest son dies, like no, yeah, no, hundred percent. Uh, you need a lot of suffer, and like it comes with a lot of, you know. I mean, it's not easy, you know. It's not bro. not easy to handle, dude. Some people lose it too after. Bro, some people lose their shit over a fucking breakup, bro. Like, yeah, bro. Like if you like break up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, some people are out here just fucking like, oh my god, my life is over. The sun will never set. It'll never mm-hmm. like. It'll never, you know, it'll be a rainy day forever. But no, man, like life, that's the whole Amar thing just showed me that, bro, life finds a way and life does. And that's what we were talking about in the beginning, too. It's not like the straight path. Maybe that is what it is for him. But I mean, like everybody's, you know, zigzag is different, dude. That's true. Everybody's zigzag is different and everyone's frequencies are different. But it's just like. Sometimes you feel for people a little bit more than, I don't know, I feel like sometimes you get attached to people and sometimes you feel that you should be able to help them and you should be able to do more. But sometimes you got to realize just sometimes just what you're doing is enough. Mm. And, you know, you just got to let people heal. You got to let people have their time. Sometimes where you are in life is okay. You know, sometimes you have to accept the fact you're not always going to be in, like, perfect situations. But what you have is good, and you need to appreciate that fact, you know? Yeah, man, you really need to make sure that you, you don't take the people in your life for granted because people come in your life in either one or two ways. Either they come as a lesson or they come to stay for a while. But you got to realize not everything is, nothing is permanent, bro. Everything in this life is temporary. Even this life, 50 years, 60 years, that's still temporary. It is. You know, that's not forever. What is forever? Forever. What are you going to do in 70 years? And nothingness and a bad, like, when I'm sure the night AZ died, was like Kiamat for his parents. Like that was terrible. Mm. But then two days went by 
three days went by. Eventually, a week went by. Then that's another the test, week you know? went by. And, you know, you get better at dealing with things. It's just natural. You know, obviously, you remember that person. And then the parents, you know, your parents never want to see any of your, any bad things happen to their kids. The mm. parents only want to see good things that are happening. And they want to see all the people's khushia and all this kind of stuff. But sometimes that's just the test that somebody has to deal with that, like, you know, they just, they just died. You know, somebody died. Somebody couldn't get married. Somebody that you thought was the one for you, you know, you're, everything's good. Everything's working out. And then for whatever reason, you guys can't get married. And then they go off and, you know, marry somebody else. That's, that's just tough, bro. It's just, it's just a test. Everybody has their own test, you know. And the thing is, you just got to keep moving, keep plugging away, putting one foot in front of the other. And, you know, a lot of good things do happen out of, you know, negative situations. Like after AZ died, you know, it brought all the guys in Dallas really close to each other. You know, we all, I remember there was a period of time where we were just going around texting each other, hey, I love you. Hey, I love you, mm. man. Hey, I love you, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, there was a period where you. we just sent selfies just to, for confirmation. You yeah. know, I want to see your faces every morning. Yeah, we want to make sure everyone's okay. We want to, hey, man, just, just let you know I love you, man. Yeah. Like, that means a lot, bro, from, like, a brother or, like, a friend. Like, hey, I love you, man. Just make sure you're doing good. And we were doing a lot of selfies. And then there was a lot of other stuff going on in that time. I don't know if you remember. We had that Remembering AZ uh, Facebook group, and uh, I think uh, somebody, like, people were posting stuff on there, like, Bilal was really big on that, posting stuff, and we do mudgelesses and stuff, and sometimes, you know, some of the things that people said were a little uncalled for sometimes, you know, some people were kind of, I don't know, man, people, people handle grief differently, and they deal with things differently, but I just feel that sometimes it's not appropriate to say certain things or just try to bring up like obviously no, if you some, had some a if you had others. a relationship with Marhum or you had a relationship with somebody who died you can remember the good things about them and you can also kind of shit on them a little bit cuz that's your friend but mm. I don't think you should do that in like a public setting you know what I mean that's just between you and that friend like you're never supposed to speak ill about the dead or say anything not not that i'm saying anybody did that about az but sometimes people went kind of i don't know i feel like sometimes some people made some jokes or they made some like and i'm a i'm a like i'm the last person to be saying this shit because yeah. i fucking have no filter i make fun of everything but like no throw it's a, true though throw a time and place what they are like just have some fucking i don't know man just have some dignity dog mm. just have some class just don't that's true because dude we're all gonna be in that hole six feet under one day so yeah, yeah, man, and you only th- see the thing with Amar is you could tell he was a good dude because when he died, so many people, people came to his janaza. There were there was a majlis at Ikka, there was a majlis at Momin, there was a majlis at Darosan, there was a majlis at Ilm, there was a majlis in Chicago, there was a majlis in Canada for him. There was majlises everywhere, and the thing is, like twenty sixteen. Like, most people say it was, like, a magical year anyway. Like, 2016 was a year of a lot of firsts. Like, I remember for for sure it was the first year, like, I ever had a girlfriend. It was the first year, like, a lot of shit was happening in my life. I cut my hair 2015. So, 2016 was, like, the first 
year I, I had short hair. My voice had changed. 2016 was a big year for 2016? me. 2016? Wait, your voice changed in 2016? Yeah, my voice changed in 2016. Wow. 2016 was a big it's year that for Shawnee, me. 2016. I'm, it's like I have pre-2016 and I have post-2016. Pre-2016, I was like... I don't know. I feel like I started growing into myself, like this mm. three, four-year-old journey that I'm still on right now. I'm still trying to make it work and still trying to go by. I think I started in 2016. Makes sense. Makes sense. And so, like, 2016 was a magical time, bro. No, 2016 was, like, was a great year for me, too. It was to a be good honest. year. And, like, now, after after Amar died, like, we, we had the wristbands. We had mm, all that kind of stuff that. going on, and people Forever were making first. those. And then I remember I would I remember I wore one when I went to – because after this, this was around the time that I started. Uh, I had never met the Chicago girl. Like, I only had talked to her and FaceTimed her and shit. But, like, I remember when I actually met her, I was still wearing – like, I went to Chicago that year. Uh, I think Amar died in, like, January. I think I went to Chicago for the – to see her around February 21st or like after Valentine's Day because that would be kind of gay if I went for Valentine's Day but I went out there and that was back when uh, uh but yeah like like I said like I've just honestly I've just been telling stories on here man You've been telling hey a lot of stories. dude and that's this is it and this so, is our story platform and so when I met this this back to when I when I met the Chicago girl yeah. she was uh she, I remember we really bonded over that. Like that was like there was not too much good things in that relationship. That was one thing that I remember that we did bond over was AZ mm. was him dying. Yeah, and but see, that's the one thing. I I feel like that's also like, I mean, other things have to be working too. I mean, if if the relationship is working because of AZ, I mean, you were just going through a terrible patch in your life. You no, know? no, it's not. It's, our whole the whole basis of our relationship wasn't that my friend died, okay 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 just, good 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 it I was just, just that it was just another thing that we could kind of relate on and uh. she kind of helped me get through that even though like i'm i'm really good with loss because i i'm kind of like a weird motherfucker like i don't really miss people yeah so yeah. if people like I don't know. In my mind, I feel like I'll just see them later. Like when someone dies, it's a little bit different because obviously you can't see them physically. Yeah, yeah. But like if I, if I just say like if somebody moves, like for example, Moment Menal moved to Houston. I don't miss Menal. Exactly. See, exactly. He's, he's, he's gonna not, be back in like a month or two. He's not gone know? from me. Exactly. He's we'll not, Facetime him or something. Just, you know? Yeah, bro. Everything is on this phone, man. He's not. Dude, he's not social media, you know, it me. keeps you like a second away, if anything. Yeah, and like I don't miss, you know, Monty or I don't miss any of these people because I see them like they're mm-hmm. not gone from me. But exactly. like if someone is dead, then no that's kind of like, oh, shit, they're fucking gone. man. Yeah. And then then you start experiencing the emotions, you start letting stuff out. And there's there's ways that men process emotions and men handle things and there's the way women do and then i feel like sometimes whenever and like it's it's like don't spend too much time with women it weakens your heart it like no no true some shit bad to your heart so you're not i don't tell women my problems that much but like for that like i had a girlfriend for once and mm. then i was just like okay i'll talk to her about that some shit sense. maybe she'll know about it or whatever and so yeah but no but it's the same thing you know you gotta let it out sometimes if you got something on your chest you know get it out and the thing was when i came like i remember the last i remember az's first bursi mudgeless it was 2017 was the first bursi mudgeless 
and I remember I went to his cupboard, and like I remember I was just there for like a long time by myself, and then I was just having a conversation with him. I was like, "Hey, what's up, bro? You know, it's been a long time since I was been here. You know, it's been a crazy last year. You know, I went through a lot of ups and downs. It's been a lot of crazy shit's been going on." You know, like, uh, you died, obviously, you know, it was really sad, and, like, we missed you, and then I told him about the mudless, you remember when we did his, his jello mudless, yeah. or his soyam, and then I'll get Frazad people, came, yeah. and then, uh, bro, Frazad read Musibat Ki Ghari, and oh it was God. so sad, bro, like, his, that, so beautiful, he, Frazad Musli, man, is a goddamn saint, man, his voice is so good, man, and he was just, he read Musibat Ki Ghari, and we just, everything, that, like, that, like, Masaib in that, in that whole, like, Marcia is so sucked, bro, it's like, sucked Masaib, it's talking about, like, Shazad Ali Akbar dying, bro, and how his mom felt, and it was just, that's terrible, bro, like, it's just, because, bro, like, whenever a whenever a fuck, man, whenever, whenever a uh, old person dies we always relate it back to Karbala we always relate it to Habib Ibn Mazar whenever like a middle aged or like a Jawan person in their 30s or 40 dies we talk about Imam Hussain but like whenever a young person dies they talk about Shahzad Ali Akbar and it's just his Masaib is so sad bro like fuck man like like bro man like you just it just makes you cry, bro, because you think about that shit, man. You think about all this stuff Mola no, was saying to go through, man. And you had to, you think about what he had to deal with, what he had to tell his, his wife that my son, my my baby is dead. Like, my both my sons are dead. Like, like why? Like, why? Like, hi, hi, Ali Akbar. Like, said, like that Masaib is so sad, bro. Like, that Noah, Hi Hi Ali Akbar, is such a good Noah because the Masaib is written in there. Mm. And, like, like that one line, Itna tozara tero to me dhula banadu. Like, hi, hi, hi. like, bro, AZ didn't even get married, man. Like, like fuck, man. He was, he was, he was, he was such a good dude, man. I fucking miss him, man. I yeah, miss him, Mar. Yeah, I miss AZ a lot, man. I miss, and, like, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just because I'm so goddamn Shia, but it's like I, you relate everything fucking back to Karbala, man. Mm. You relate everything back, and, like, you learn all these lessons, and then, like, I'm not saying that other uncles in Mamusan, but his suburb when, like, like his son died, and he st- he had to basically go tell his his wife, like, the kid's mom, that our son is dead. And so... That takes a special kind of himmuth, man. Like I don't know how they did that, man. He's a better, he's a better guy than. Well, him, he's man. better. He's in a better place. Yeah, that's that's the one. That's the one thing you can take away from this. That, like Allah, sometimes brings people to Him closer whenever you know at a younger age or whenever they, whenever they need it. And so sometimes he calls people a lot earlier than That's others. True. And so honestly, if anything, we should be, you know, we, we should, should be, be happy, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't be happy that he's gone, but we should be happy no, for no. him that he's exactly, in a better place. Exactly. You know, he's, he's, oh, you got he his ticket earlier. It, he, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. He may, but it's also like, 
you feel the sadness. It's a, it's, a, it's a big loss, though. You feel the hum and you feel yeah. the dope because it's like all the stuff he could have done. You know, mm. we were we could have been instead of like obviously we went to Who Show's wedding. We could have been at Amar's wedding. You know, That's we could have danced at Amar's wedding. We could have hung out at Amar. Mm. We could have we could have held his kids. We could have played with his kids and shit. That's true. And like for us, our group took it pretty hard. But I'm sure like his people that he used to hang out with, he used to hang out with like Amar. I mean, not Amar, like Guff. And Zo and Zohair and Jojo and Salman and Ursalan and all those guys, they probably took it really bad. Mm. Because they were like those were like his Ichabod, like that was his squad, bro. Like, you know, that was that was their squad. They exactly. used to hang out a lot. And that I don't know, man, that's just this shit is tough, bro. It's like Fuck, man, this podcast is going to end on a down note, but I don't know, man. No, nah, I know, I know. It just, man, it just, fuck, it makes you sad, bro. Dude, it really like, does. No, I mean, just listening, just, you know, I mean, just remembering, dude. I mean, you go through a roller coaster of emotions, you know? There's, yeah, there's man, like, so I much. Just, like, I just cried, bro. Like, what the fuck? I cried dude, over just my friend. had a whole Messiah, dude, on the podcast. Yeah, man, you you have Masaib and you have like that's that's what life is, man. You yeah. know, like uh Ali Islam says, like you know, such is the condition of life that one day it favors you and it smiles upon you, then it makes you smile the next day, it makes you cry and weep and mm. beg and plead, and that's just what life is, man. Life is just a fucking like it's like a roller coaster, bro. It's it really just is. going, it goes up and it goes down, and it goes down, and there'll be times, bro, where you just feel like you're coasting, you're going up, you're going up, you're going up, you're going up, then some, you have some big action point, then afterwards it goes down, yeah. it's like, it's like one thing leads to another, leads you gotta to watch another. Out. You know, you gotta stay ahead of the news, you gotta you stay got ahead to. of the game, you know? You have to, bro, if not, if not, you know, some shit's gonna happen at you, but you also, like you were saying, bro, you gotta realize, man, we're all gonna be in the dirt one exactly, day. Exactly, that's know, true. Some people get there a little bit quicker than others, but ultimately, yeah, man. We'll all be in the dirt one day. You man. gotta, you gotta make your way there. You know, it depends. You know how you get there. There is a couple ways. There's two ways to live a present life, a uh, pleasant life, either with spending time with people or in somebody's prayer. Like you live amongst the people that you know when, when you die they miss you, and then when you're alive they click, they you know they crave your company. Mm. So you just gotta live like I feel like that's that's who you are, bro. I'm saying you just like a happy go like you're like a cool ass guy, bro. You just you just I don't know like I feel like I want to spend time with you. You know you're a cool dude. You're a fucking good guy, man. Yeah, man. So I mean like life is great and all, but I mean like you gotta also turn up. You know you gotta yeah, you, sure. you gotta you gotta also have some gig on the side and you gotta have something going. You know. And you also gotta realize, man, like, we're all gonna be dead in a hundred years Exactly. Anyway, so there's no point in being super fucking... Like, like what bro, am there's... I gonna do? Look, I'm gonna go home, chill, relax. I'd rather be here making content, doing something productive with my time, you know, so I can... Well, not uh, just that. I, no, because I wanna be more, you know, I wanna do more in life. I wanna be more productive. Bro, but the thing is, like, way. sometimes you gotta... You just gotta breathe, bro. Like taking yeah, a do. deep breath, and you gotta realize we're all gonna be dead in a hundred years. And anyway. who the fuck cares? Like, why do we? Why do you gotta go around hating people? Why you gotta go around being exactly. an asshole? Just Fair be a nice you. fucking. Just be a nice fucking guy, man. Like, don't like don't be a nice guy, but yeah, like be yeah. a nice guy, man. Just be be kind, be helpful, be be you know good to people. People will be good to you. Don't be a dick. Don't 
you know, just, just be a good dude, man, and laugh. Yeah, Bro, exactly. fuck, you can find anything to laugh about. Like, you can, in the worst situations, the shit that has pulled me out, and I look up and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, the fuck are you doing like bro like okay you cried for a little bit you're good now you got to get over this shit and just you know just be happy bro like being happy is a conscious state yep. you have to decide whether you're gonna be happy or not and that's just like i get it bro some people have depression like i get it man like some people mm. have mental illness like i get it bro like some people are going through a lot of shit in their life but bro you gotta realize man that for us who don't have mental illness, who aren't, you know, necessarily that fucked up in the head, it's going to be all right, man. Just, yeah, man. You're dealing with some shit right now. Just, you're going to be all right, man. Just It'll be fine. Get through today. Do what you got to do. This is actually some really good advice that one of my friends gave me. Shout out to Steezy Sermon. He was like, bro, look, this is going to suck. And it might suck today. And it might suck tomorrow, but eventually it will suck a little bit less. You're going to find something that gets you through the day. Attach yourself to that, and then, you know, you got to keep chugging along, keep pushing through, keep keep grinding. And you're going to take stumbles, bro. You're going to stumble forward. You're going to stumble backwards. You're going to take one step forward, two steps back. But eventually you're going to keep taking baby steps. You're going to keep moving then realize you're going to realize, like, fuck, man, you're going to look back and you'll be like, hey, I'm here. You know, I made it, you know, I'm here. Yeah, you're not wrong, to be honest with you. I mean, like, it's very relevant, dude. I see it on a daily basis. You know, I mean, sometimes you just got to do at that point. Just got to do. Just got to do. And with that, we're done, man. Episode two of the Hanging Honcho Show, we're out. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, we out.